Hey, all you doers, welcome to episode three of the Really Doing It podcast. I have my wife, Jessica, here with me. Say hello. Hello, guys. And we're going to be talking about budgeting on the Really Doing It podcast with the Schlaus. So why don't you kind of map this out for us? Okay, so first we're going to talk about why to budget, because budgeting is one of those words that people hate and love, and it's one of those things that we all know we should do. Like, go on a diet, eat less chocolate, but none of us want to do. So we're going to talk about why it's important. And we're going to talk about how it takes time to find a budgeting method that works for you. And Cody and I are going to share kind of our journey starting all the way back in college to now. And we feel like we finally found a version of budgeting that works for us for this stage of life. So we're going to go through that little story. And then we're going to describe that to you, that what we call the Goldilocks budget for us. You know, we're going to give you a little information about that at the end, which we've already highlighted last time, but the budget mom who you can find on YouTube and she's got a website. She's awesome. We love her budgeting method. So we'll describe how we use that method. All right. So first and foremost, why do we budget? Well, it's the vehicle to meet your financial goals. Okay. Explain to me (laughs) what that means. Explain to me like I'm five years old. You got it. So... Budgeting is not the goal really for anyone. It's kind of like when you go on a diet or you start a workout plan, the goal isn't to start the workout plan, right? It's to be healthier or to be thinner or whatever. Well, when you start to budget, it's like going to the gym. It's the actual act in order to meet your financial goals. So if your financial goal is to have a fully funded retirement or to get out of debt or to be able to spend more money on coffee, whatever your budget is, whatever your goals are, it doesn't matter, but your budget is the vehicle to get there because you have to have ownership and understanding of where your dollars are going. Every single dollar. You have to know where it's going. Every dollar has a mission. Every dollar has a mission. It's got to have a purpose. And if that purpose is coffee, then so be it. It's coffee in the morning for a lot of people. Or If there's like a 50% beer fund, which I know we have several friends that are like that, that I don't matter. It doesn't matter what your budget's for. As long as you have one and you understand what those dollars are going for, it's the vehicle to meet your financial goals. The second part that you kind of talked about was it takes time to find what works for you. I think if we both kind of dive into the first approaches that we had and kind of how long it's taken us to get to this point when we started doing it together. Yeah. So So where did you, where did you start? Well, I think I'm going to start really young. So my mom, which I am so grateful to her, she brought us in as very young kiddos, my siblings and I, and we would do the budget with her. And what I, what she did was, and she still does it. She writes everything down on a piece of paper. She's a pretty firm idea of what her expenses are. She writes everything down, writes in her income and does figures out how much she's got left. So from a young age, what she taught us and what she wanted to teach us was not necessarily budgeting, but having a very firm understanding of what it costs to live in the world. It's expensive to live in the world, even when you are blessed like we are and don't have housing expenses or things like that. The world is expensive. So mom told me from a really young age that you needed to have an, an okay understanding of what your income was and what your expenses were. So fast forward to college and freshman year was a complete mess. I had no budgeting. 
I was a freshman in college and all of you that are going to be freshmen in college or have been, whatever that looks like, it you're figuring you're figuring out how to do a lot of stuff. Budgeting really isn't the top of the list. So fast forward to sophomore year and we got in a, a couple friends and I got an apartment. I had to start supplying my own groceries because I didn't go to the mess hall anymore. Or the mess hall, what am I in the fifties? The dining hall. <laughs> the mess hall. Yeah. The mess hall. I don't know where that came from. You have to start figuring out how much money you've got coming in and and how you're going to support yourself. You know, you got to buy things like laundry detergent and tampons and an apple. I don't care. You got to buy stuff to live. I buy it in bulk. I buy it in bulk. <laughs> Apples in, and tampons. In case you get bloody noses or, you know. Naturally. 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 So that's where I started. And I remember not really having an idea of how to do it. So this is what I recommend to all of you that are in college. I guarantee you, especially those at big schools, you have free resources. You literally have people on your university's payroll that their whole job is to help students create budgets and be financially savvy. That's their whole job. At MSU, they were called financial coaches. They're probably called a whole bunch of different things. Go find them. They're free. No, they're not even free. You're paying for them. You are paying for them with your tuition. So go find them. Go figure out their knowledge. And if you don't like what they have to say, go talk to another one or go see the same one again and ask for a different method. So that's what I did. I set up a meeting with a financial coach and the gal introduced me to Mint, which is an online service that you can attach all of your bank accounts to and it'll categorize your expenses for you. And they put it in this really cool pie chart. So that's where I started. I hooked up my debit card to Mint and looked at what I was spending. Then I had a, a kind of a clear idea of where I was at. Not really. I just sort of knew what I was spending. I didn't have any mission for my dollars. I just knew what I was spending. So fast forward to junior year and senior year, I had a really good job. I was a nanny for a nannying company in Bozeman and I could basically pick my hours and I made really good money. <laughs> so I kind of knew what I was spending. So the method of budgeting that came up was if I wanted to go do something like Cody and I were going to go on a trip to go somewhere or I wanted to go on a shopping spree or I wanted to go get a facial. I remember one time very specifically, I wanted to go get a facial and this facial is going to be like $180. So I just picked a bunch of babysitting jobs that equaled the amount of whatever thing I wanted to go spend money on. And that was the form I budgeted, which I don't think is wrong. It's just not, there's better ways to do it. But that was, that was kind of how it led in the path as I just sort of knew my expenses. And then I started figuring out how to make income to fit all these extra expenses. And that's kind of the way I did it. And then I started writing things down and I started putting dollar amounts when I moved to Wyoming before Cody moved here, before we combined finances, because I was very poor. I was doing okay in college. I moved to Wyoming as an intern and I was broke, 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 broke. <laughs> so walk me, walk me through what the process of being broke was. So you had to make decisions about Am I going to buy a new pair of work shoes or am I going to buy all of the groceries I want? Am I going to tithe this month or am I going to go out to eat like once at fast food? Like, or am I going to buy stuff to sew with, which was my one hobby because I was pretty alone as well. You know, so you're broke. 
So you have to start figuring out where your money's going because you don't have a lot of it. And if you don't pay attention, it's gone and you don't have enough money for things you need like groceries, gas, car payments, yada, yada, yada. And so that is when I, and I had done it a couple times, but that's when I really started writing down my expenses and putting dollar amounts of what I could afford to spend in categories. And if I had to spend over that category, then it had to come out of a different category. And I had to know what my projected amounts were going to be and how to stay within those. And that is sort of where it poop hit the fan, I guess, because I had made really good money in college and now I wasn't. And so that kind of leads us up to where Cody and I started to combine finances. I got a full-time job, which my income significantly went up. So that helped too. But that's kind of my story up until the point where Cody and I combined our finances. So what about you, Cody? Well, from the very beginning, I was in a family where I kind of learned to not not be like a, a penny pincher or a, kind of more of a, I guess, a saver in general. Like my grandpa Ricky, which, you know, he, I, I'd say he's part of the reason I started with kind of the love of money in general. Um, we actually still have, I still have uh, a tin can that kind of represented all the spare change he would save. We talked about this we, last week. We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the spare change was something where he was a guy that I think exclusively used cash, you know, a little bit old old school. Yeah. Um, and he'd just get all the spare change. And for some reason, I was the special lucky one that got to get it. The baby you know, of the and family. The baby, yeah. <laughs> and he would send me, you know, birthday cards and things like that, and, you know, and my other grandparents. And I kind of learned, like, my parents would let me kind of spend a portion of it, but it was kind of like, hey, you know, you should put this away in case one day you want to save up for something else, something like that. You know, I, I got a small little bank account. I used to get suckers every time I'd go in. They'd put it in the coin, the coin counter thing. thing, and I'd always sit there and just be fascinated with it. So that that's kind of where it began, you know, and my dad definitely has kind of a, a financial mind as well. So I kind of slowly learned from him and I couldn't even tell you specific things. I just over time watched him do this stuff and then kind of fast forward to high school, you know, getting my first job. You know, my parents were very generous to help me get my first freshman car. I first, you know, I was one of the first people to start driving. And then there's kind of one block in the road is that once I got my first job, it was kind of like, well, now you're responsible for these expenses. And it what was kind of expenses. The biggest one was just gas, just yeah. gas in general. I didn't live that far from school. You know, I always tell Jess this, my, my very first lady, Betty, my first car loved Betty. She died in a fiery passion. <laughs> That's another story. We'll forget about her for now. You know, You'll never she, forget about her. <laughs> she's somewhere out there resting in peace in some junkyard, <laughs> but you know, her engine might live on. Who knows? Um, yeah. Probably her spoiler, her yeah, red spoiler. Yeah, her red spoiler. <laughs> yeah, and I love to drive everywhere, but that's that's the beginning of me learning how, man, life is expensive. Like yeah. I thought gas was crazy because I'd put twenty bucks in, it was like, geez, man. <laughs> and then now 100. if you spend twenty bucks, it's like, dude, that was the cheapest expense I've ever had. Uh, so you know. 
that was kind of high school in general. I had a few little different jobs here and there, but I, you know, I had a, I had a few different little jobs in high school here and there, saving my money, not really having a rhyme or reason what I was going to use it for, but I just liked to save it. I was like, man, it just keeps growing, but for what, right? There's no purpose behind it. In a savings account, right? Pretty, yeah. Well, checking, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, earning that like 0.001% interest, get that penny on the dollar. <laughs> and then fast forward to college, my first freshman year, we were all in the dorms and I kind of went out of my way and, you know, not, not a lot of my friends or peers really had jobs freshman year of college. And I chose to kind of not work my senior year of high school. So kind of plus and minus there, you know, but I paid for books and that's where I first was like, uh oh because in a matter of basically all the graduation money I got from high school, whatever money I'd saved up was almost gone within the first week of college. And again, I had a lot of help, like with my dorm supplies, all of that, you know, whatever you may need, ramen cookers, hangers, a desk, you know, a computer, all these little things that you, you know, that's, our, yeah, our, our garage sale recliners, <laughs> you know, yeah. those things were nasty, but hey, we made it work. But I hit a point where I was working probably 15 to 20 hours a week, pretty consistently. And all in all in school, like Jess was kind of saying, I had some jobs where I had the leeway to kind of work some more if I felt like I needed to, which is a plus, you know, totally I had, a plus. especially when I was sharing it between two jobs, I had one really good job and one that you know, gave me some flexibility if I wanted to grab some hours here and there. Not as high paying, but, you know. But if you wanted to make an extra hundred bucks. If I could work an extra 20 hour, you know, week, that would help yep. quite a bit. So I, I never really budgeted. I just kind of went steady and just kind of like, I never hit a point where I was negative on anything. I was kind of the cheapo when it came to the group, you know. I He was the cheapo times a hundred. Yeah. I just want to specify. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. But, you know, I treat myself to like, let's say Taco Bell. I'll probably talk about Taco Bell a lot on this podcast. I love it. I don't have it anymore. I'm very sad. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I just didn't really budget. I always was able to kind of make ends meet. You know, I still had extra money to travel around, see my family, you know, go out to eat here and there. I was in college. So, you know, I did spend it on things that have to do with college, liquid courage, whatever you want to call it, an adult juice box, you know, those kinds of things. You know, and then I graduated just over a year ago. I moved to Billings for a short period of time. We kind of somewhat combined finances during that period. Not really. You know, you, you helped me because we yeah. were planning to go to Billings and then we ended up staying here in Wyoming or you stayed here and then I came down. Yeah. And then fast forward to... December of 2021, that's where we kind of really sat down and said, okay, we're engaged. We're about to be married. We had part of the wedding already planned. It's time to get serious about this. And it's something that I care about, you care about. Therefore, we kind of fast forwarded the timeline a little bit on combining our finances. Some people wait till they're married. Some yeah. people never do combine their finances. And, you know, and I think we have our own opinion on that. That if you say I do to somebody, you should be able to say I do with every part of your life. Yep. So we sat down and we initially 
started with Dave Ramsey, right? We looked at yeah. we looked at his budgeting material that's on his website. And we used to go down, this sounds funny, we used to go down to the barn. We didn't have internet at the time. No. So we'd sit in the freezing cold barn that had internet <laughs> of all the places. Of all the places it had internet. Of all the places. A nice computer and a nice, a nice printer, but it was about 40 degrees. It's in the barn. It's not that far <laughs> from our house, but again, that's our dedication to this project. <laughs> but we did that for probably, what, one to three pay periods? It wasn't that long. It was like maybe a month. So yeah, yeah. like two-ish pay periods. Two-ish pay periods. We get paid, you know, every every two weeks, two both weeks. of us. And that material was, it was good. You know, it, it lays out, you know, expenses based on categories. We didn't fully agree with some of the categories and we felt like they didn't really fit who we were. But they used to map them out as percentages. You know, food should never exceed so-and-so percent. Housing yeah. should never exceed so-and-so percent. And then, again, we tried that for about a month. Jess was kind of on YouTube. She was kind of exploring her financial side of things. And then that kind of led us to the budget by paycheck. Well, we, we, we did a couple things in between this. We started we started with Dave Ramsey. I, we didn't like the worksheets. We tried it. Then I went online again and found some just free resources, which there is a ton online. Just Google expense tracker or budget worksheet. Like, holy crap, there's so many. Online or with a good old-fashioned pencil and, and paper. Pen and paper. My mom still does it to this day. That's how just, we do it. Yeah, pen and paper. Well, we have fancy paper, but you're right. It's pen and paper. <laughs> it uses a pen. It uses a pen. So... I remember I hated it. It didn't make sense to me. I I just, it didn't make sense to me, the Dave Ramsey stuff. So I went on again. We had like literally a three ring binder with some pages I had printed of just random things and lined paper. And then I was on YouTube and I decided we should try the cash system. So you pay everything that's a bill. So a bill is what you, is described by many as something that is a consistent dollar amount and you know when it's going to come out. So for example, a mortgage, rent, car payments, groceries. I put I put $300 cash in there. No, 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 that's bills. I'm not having gone to variable expenses yet. So everything that's a bill, you paid out of your debit card automatically. It, variable expenses, groceries, household items, clothes, out to eat, uh, things that you don't know the exact dollar amount and when it's coming out, those are variable expenses. And so I came to Cody and said, can we try having all of our variable expenses pulled in cash? And we put the cash in little envelopes. You can go on YouTube. There's a thousand people that budget this way. They love it. They think cash is the only way to be. We tried it. We didn't like it. I didn't, it was just a hassle to have the cash Sometimes he would go to the grocery store. Sometimes I'd go to the grocery store. Sometimes we would be in town grabbing something and I didn't have what I needed. So I ended up using the debit card and then I'd have to go to the bank and deposit the money. It was just a hassle and a half. So we tried that for like not even a month, like a few weeks. And we decided cash isn't for us. Let's cash is not king. A cash is not king. But for some people it is. Well, I think a debit card counts as cash for many. Yeah. But... 
the actual physical cash. It didn't work for us with the exception of blow money, which we will talk about later. So that wasn't working for us. Our worksheets weren't working for us. I was getting discouraged. So I stayed on YouTube and I stumbled across this woman called Kamiko Love and she developed a system called the Budget by Paycheck. She goes by the handle The Budget Mom. The Budget by Paycheck is a method that she came out with. Every time you get paid, you budget. And you budget your bills, your variable expending, sinking funds, which we will talk about in a later podcast, how we utilize sinking funds, extra debt, savings. And then do everything at the end of the month and you figure out how much you spent in each category. You should just go online and and go and look her up. You can see the physical book that she uses. She goes through all of that. Just uh, paint the picture on what the book is like. The initial forms that we use with Dave Ramsey, they're pretty simplistic. It was like back-to-back paper stapled together. This is a full-blown notebook that's probably the size of a five-subject notebook or bigger. Or bigger. And every month, along with the categories in the beginning of the book, has, what, 10, 15 pages to it yeah. per month? But it's so... It's very scientific, but it's so simple at the same time. It's so simple. Everything's cohesive. And so I got really excited. So I came to Cody, and the book's 50 bucks. And you got to remember, we were on like a debt journey. We were in spend no extra money. But this 50... Well worth it. But at the time... Yeah, it's an extra expense. I remember us being like, do we really want to spend it? And we we spent it out of our blow money. It was out of our blow money because we both said, this seems important. This Let's seems give important. it a go. And we spent it out of our blow money. So we got it. And I love it because it made us sit down. And the first thing you do is you figure out your goals. And if you're going to budget... Your budgeting can't be your goal. You have to figure out what your goals are first. Your short-term, medium-term, long-term goals with money. What are they? And write them down. Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Write them down and put a dollar amount next to them. And put somewhat of a timeline next to them. If it's a year, you know, I think 2027. Or if it's an actual date by October 1st of this year. It doesn't matter you have to have some goals written down. And if you have a spouse and you're doing this with somebody, you have to sit down and have those conversations about what those goals are and what they really look like. Because the goal is what's going to drive you to keep doing this. So that was a really exciting because we had sort of talked about goals together, sort of, but we hadn't been specific enough. And we weren't forced to write things down in a very titled date, dollar amount, fashion, and what was realistic as far as our income goes. That was amazing. That's, and I recommend that to anyone. you got to start there. Write down your goals. Have long, lengthy, in-depth conversations with your spouse. Pray about them. Think about them. Ponder them. Ask advice about them. Really figure out what is valuable to the two of you and what is realistic. And then put them in timelines. It's okay. Cody and I have a have something in our book that's a 20-year goal. There's nothing wrong with that. We have a dollar amount next to it. We don't know if that dollar amount's right or not. It doesn't matter. It's in the book. It's on the forefront of our heads. So then fast forward. We had done 
then we move or fast forward in the book, I should say. So the next thing we had to do is we had to figure out categories for us, ex- variable expense categories. We knew what our bills were because bills are easy to go find. Go figure out what you pay. Go figure out all your subscriptions. Go figure out your car payments. Go figure out your mortgage slash rent. That's easy. If you don't know them, you're lazy. Go figure it out. Variable expenses, on the other hand, are a little more complicated. And so Cody and I spent, we're still spending a now trying to figure out what expense categories work for us. So the big ones we use, and you don't have to use these. These are just recommendations by what we utilize. We have groceries, which I think everyone would have groceries, household, household is anything I buy for the house, pretty much from Walmart because we live in a small town that is not food related, but helps the house run. So laundry detergent, cleaning um, supplies, cleaning supplies, bedding, a fan, Things like that. Uh, let's see. What's some other ones? Fun. We have a fun category. Fun's always important. Fun's always important. You should always fund fun. Wow. That don't smack me. <laughs> that was, uh, yep. Put that in a museum one day. <laughs> Fuel. Um, I'm going to open up the book because I can't remember some of the others. Those are the ones that we have every single paycheck period. For sure. Oh, Miscellaneous. I always put $100 in a miscellaneous fund. Miscellaneous is a really important one in my opinion. Life is unpredictable. Have a miscellaneous category. How do you how do you define miscellaneous? Things that you didn't anticipate were going to come, but they had to happen anyway. So, uh stopping at the peach stand for peaches, which can be groceries, but for us that would be miscellaneous. A uh, piece of art that we found at the parade sale that we really like the parade sale the flea market it was after the parade <laughs> the parade the sale. parade sale the flea market that happened after the parade on the fourth oh uh, let's see what are some other things that are miscellaneous just random things that exist in our lives that you know i had to buy a new phone charger because mine died and i just went to the store and bought it it's not in my household budget because I didn't anticipate that expense so it goes in miscellaneous things that you didn't anticipate but you know are going to happen so I always put a hundred bucks in miscellaneous. Some of the ones that don't happen every single month are categories like beauty. So face care, haircuts, haircuts makeup, things like that. Travel, free self-explanatory. Um, we have a, a sinking, or not a sinking fund, a expense category for our dog. It's named Sage. Usually is to Sagey buy her woo. F- usually is to buy her food. I don't buy her food. I buy it every about six weeks, so it's not in every we, budget. We don't buy her toys. We she doesn't like don't toys. buy her treats. She we, has a passel of treats. <laughs> she is basically abused as an animal. Totally. She's Look an, at her. She's an important part of this family. We do not spoil her because she doesn't like to be spoiled. She's a work dog. She, does. she doesn't have time for treats and toys, okay? Even though we have tried both those things and she does not care for them. <laughs> doesn't even sniff them. Nope. Um, work. So that's mostly mine. You know, if I need to buy new boots, uh, shaps, ropes, things like that. Jeans. Jeans, jeans I go is through. a big one. And I go through jeans faster than t-shirts. A clothes, you know, like we went up to Billings, bought a bunch of work clothes for Cody. Uh, medical. Um, I can't really think of any other categories. Those are kind of the big, the big ones for us. Like I said, there's about five that happen every single paycheck. Groceries, household, miscellaneous, fun fuel, then gifts, car maintenance. 
that's another one that's not always used but sometimes and that's pretty much it for for variable expenditures so the nice thing about that is you budget by paycheck so cody earns commission he's not on salary so the first paycheck of the month is pretty small and the one in the middle of the month is quite large so i usually push quite a bit of our big expenses to the middle of the month. So understanding your categories, understanding when you have to spend them, understanding your income, it lets you see it. The last thing that we do that I think is the biggest help and it's also the hardest thing to do, expense tracking. You wanna talk about that? After we, so I guess kind of walk through the process of when we do get a paycheck, we sit down, we write down the numbers, here's what our income is. Typically for us, it's, you know, I have commission, so it can vary a little bit. So that is kind of the beauty of the book is it's, you don't necessarily know every single time. You know, Jess's is consistent. My my first paycheck of the month uh, is pretty consistent. Once we categorize everything, you know, and at some point we'll talk about some of our bills, our blow money, you know, why we tithe and the importance of that to us. You know, that's a bill we have in kind of our sinking funds. But kind of taking the next step forward is that we sit down and we do this. I mean, your stepmom joked with us and she made a little spinner, like truly like like a, you know, whoop, and yeah. it's a 50-50 shot of who, who gets to do it. But you and I sit down probably every other day or one of us every other day. We look at our bank account. We look at our credit cards. You know, we make sure all the expenses are coming through. Our bank balances match. A quote-unquote, you know, bank reconciliation. We do that almost every other day. In the book on the expense tracker piece of paper. Yeah, we sit with a pen and paper and we do this every other day of the week. Mm-hmm. Making sure that we're sticking exactly where we want to be. You know, at the end of the pay period, Jess likes to highlight things, which I think is really important because then you see the visual of seeing, okay, this is how much we spent on fuel. This is how we spent on this. We spent on this. We spent on that. And then in the front of the book, you can categorize by percent what you're paying on these different categories. And you can kind of see, are we above where we budgeted? Are we below? You know, typically most of our things tend to stay pretty close, I'd say. Like we've kind of nailed it down where we are, you know, and there can be things that come up. Or if we decide to take a much needed road trip, like when we went to the hot springs, it was kind of like, you know, that that added some stuff that's okay but we when we budget there's a reason for it we can take those things in maybe it was kind of budgeted quote unquote miscellaneous but that money was still there yeah that that money is still there i just i want to add something really fast because you're kind of on that track when cody said the money was there a budget is not something that gets to tell you no it's something that you create to fit your lifestyle and if you're spending five... You're just fighting yourself. Yeah, you're just fighting yourself. So if your goal is to be debt-free and you're spending $500 on coffee every month, you make the decision. Do you want to be debt-free or do you want to spend $500 on coffee? If the priority is spend $500 on coffee, cool. You've succeeded in Great. your budget. You can't make your car payment. Well, okay. You can't make your student loan payment. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like if that's the budget and they've budgeted for it, then they've succeeded in their budget. I'm not saying that I agree with their budget. I'm just saying that I guess that's fair. Yeah. That they that they have succeeded in their budget because you create your own budget. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there because you were like kind of on that path. 
the final piece to the expense tracker for us is it's a lot of work. It's an immense amount of work. It's intense. It takes effort. It can be obnoxious sometimes. Like Cody said, that book is open every other day. It is something we're very on top of, but it's important that you are on top of it to that level because if you're like us and you're in the stage of life where you don't make a lot of money and you have a lot of debt or don't have a lot of debt, you know, you're just young and you have big lofty goals, you got to put in the work. And the only way you're going to know if your budget was a success is if you track your expenses. You've just, you've got to do it. You've got to be able to add up the numbers, the actual numbers at the end of the month. And the coolest thing about adding up those numbers is you can figure out what were your top categories that you spent money in. Was it groceries? Was it fuel? Was it extra debt payments? And do those top three in line with your goals? And if they don't, how do you get it closer to in line with your goals? You know, for Cody and I, if we look at the end of the month and we reconcile our whole book and we figure out what our top three categories are, and if extra debt or debt payments is not in our top three, then we've done something wrong. Then there's, we haven't, whether it's by choice or not. Like yeah, I was going to say, you know, things do pop yeah, up. Yeah, things do pop up. That's why there's so many other spectrums as to why this book's important, but there's other things you need to do also just to take care of yourself, take care of your family, which I think, you know, we'll probably do another episode on just in general, what you and I do outside of this budget book that they all kind of relate to each other. Yeah. But I think what's really important to know is that, you know, we talked in the beginning, December, we started this process, we combined finances, tried that method with, you know, the back-to-back paper, staple in it, very simplistic, almost too simplistic, and we did that for a month, month and a half, tried the only cash route for, you know, maybe one pay period, (laughs) and, you know, we got this budget book, and even the budget book took us probably two months to really get it Oh, at least yeah and it's you know it's you think it's so simple because you just write down your numbers da 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 that's great you know but now we can actually see a pattern we've even noticed with inflation we've seen groceries we've seen fuel rise yeah and we didn't really change anything about our daily lives it's just we've noticed those expenses go up so that you know makes the importance of this book even more because we need to see those things and maybe we need to budget down on others because you only have so many dollars to work with. Yeah, but it's exactly. But that process alone of, I wouldn't even say we've mastered the book, but we have a pretty good knowledge of it. It's taken at least four months, but if you add the other two, six months. And takes, we're kind of on month seven right now. Yeah, It takes time to figure out how to budget and figure out what how to budget for you. And how to budget for you and your spouse. It just, it takes time. And be okay to take the time. And the only way you're going to figure it out is by trying methods. Yeah. And, you know, I'd say that first method is truly a failure for us. It didn't work. Yeah. The cash route, it didn't fail. Our hearts weren't in it. It didn't make sense for us. But that's, you know, the overall theme of this entire podcast and just us in general is that we tried different methods. We had to find out what worked for us. And you, as one of our doers, you have to kind of find what works for you too. 
And that could take a few weeks, a few months, a few years, you know, and I can almost guarantee you ours will probably change at some point. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, we like what we're doing now and it works for us. But, you know, one day if we choose, you know, I'm really interested in investing in real estate, you know, you are really into horsemanship and wanting to show and compete, do these things we're going to have to really step up our game, even from where it is now. Yeah, it might look different. We might own LLC. We might have kids. <laughs> There's that. We have, a, than, we have a fur baby. I was going to say more than the one that's like but grunting she's, in she's, the corner. She's pretty cheap compared to, you know, what it could be. That's true. She is really cheap. That is not an invite to go get kicked by a cow, though. No. No, we love her. We don't spoil her. <laughs> no. <laughs> to make that very clear. I have one more thing to say, one more takeaway that I just want to drive home, and I feel like I've driven it home a ton. Give it to them. You've got to settle your why. You've got to write down your goals. You will not get through figuring out the budget system and maintaining it once you find it if you don't have a why, if you don't have goals written down specific with dates and dollar amounts. Wow, Sagey, are you coming to preach to them too? Yeah? Sage's going to give her two cents, too. You've got to settle your why. If your why is because you want to fund your kids' college tuition, then that's your why, and you've got to have dollar amounts. Sage, go lay down. If your why is to settle or to pay for your kids' tuition, then you've got to write that down with dollar amounts. If it's to be out of debt like Cody and I, then you've got to know how much you're in debt and and how much your income is and what you can throw at it. You've got to have your whys. And if you have more than one why, that's okay. And if you and your spouse have different whys and different goals, write them both down. Figure out how to meet them both together. And I think that's where the fun and cool part comes. When you get to set goals, be yoked together with your spouse, how do I say this? And be able to succeed in something together. I think money is a, it's a blessing and a gift. And we, you know, I've been reading a book by Dave Ramsey lately, but you are truly, you are a steward of your money. So being a steward of your money means it's taking care of you and your family. It's being debt free. It's, it's taking care of yourself. It's changing your family tree. And, you know, to make something very clear that is important to us is that we, our stewards of God's money. We're it's it's not our money. I think you kind of introduced this to me not that long ago. You know, you kind of called yeah. me out, and I said, "Man, I just feel like I deserve this. I just I deserve it. I want to celebrate." You know, I'm in sales, aka a sale. I thought was going to happen, and I might feel that way, but I put the work in, and we'll see what happens from there. And you just have to trust the process which I will say I think is a harder thing for me than it is for you. But it's something we both work on in our own way. And I think, you know, I think today's talk just on budgets in general. You know, we wish you the best luck as you go and try to find your Goldilocks budget for this stage in your life. And let us know what you think and what methods work for you. And utilize your resources. Like Cody and I, we know nothing. That's the whole point of this podcast as you are listening to two young kids that don't know anything, attempting to figure out life and, and meet some really lofty goals we have. 
and this is what works for us. And the only the reason we found this was because A, we have really cool family, but mostly because we picked up our phones, we picked up our computers, and there is endless amounts of resources out there. So go use them. And I wish you luck. We wish you luck. Go do. Yeah. Till next week. Really doing it. Be a doer. Hi, Mom. I love you. We'll see you at episode four.